0: Hey, Al McCoy here, and you are listening to The Solar Panel, The Phoenix
1: Sun Show.
0: Where's that, Where's your Christmas glasses? I expected tinsel and lights, too,
1: Tim. I mean, you're the glasses guy here. I know. I, I, I really underdid it. You know, actually, Espo, I think that you would make a great Santa,
0: Give me, give me another, like, five years. The beard's starting to go gray, but once it goes all gray, uh, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll try to be jolly and fat and pretend.
1: Welcome to the Phoenix Suns Solar Panel Podcast. A very Christmassy episode. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, as always, Mr. Hey there. <laughs> Good job looking at the camera. And, of course, <laughs> Greg Esposito.
0: Ahoy, hoy, ho, 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 ho. So,
1: uh, oh, I'm of it. <laughs> and, nice. and
0: I'm wearing uh, a Santa outfit, half, uh, the other half that you can't see here. I'm, uh, oh, we
2: don't so. want to see that other half. Where,
0: where's that? Where's your Christmas glasses? I expected tinsel
1: and lights too, Tim. I mean, you're the glasses guy here. I know. I, I, I really underdid it. You know, actually, Espo, I think that you would make a great Santa Give me, give me another like five years. The beard's starting
0: to go gray, but once it goes all gray, uh, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll try to be jolly and fat and, and pretend to be Santa.
1: No, right? I mean just like putting on, putting on the the beard that goes
0: around your head. I'm not gonna do that to the kids. It needs to be all natural so they can't tell that it's
1: fake. You know. I got you. I got you. So the long anticipated return, DeAndre Aiden and what a return it was. I mean, we saw so many jump shots and a sprained ankle all in his glorious debut.
0: Seriously, are you going to really rip on this guy for getting 18 points, 12 boards, three assists and, uh, you know, had a block. Had a block. Like we're really, we're really gonna crap on the kid. You know, I, I get it. It's his fault that he missed twenty five games. He, he did a disservice to his teammate. So we, we went through that. I mean, I went nuclear when it happened. But like that, for a comeback. Thank you staff for saying run,
2: nuclear properly. I really appreciate you're, that. You're
0: welcome. Uh, you know what? What was the standard? And I joked about this on Twitter that he had to get 40 and 20, and people still would have been pissed off. Like,
2: no, the standard was that you need to be ferocious. Is what the the theme I was taking. You can't just now. Here, look. Let me let me talk. Let me take a second to talk about the good and the bad. So DeAndre Aden absolutely, his mid range game of just taking almost all of his. He takes more in his career. He takes more shots from the mid range than then uh, the restricted area and the three-point line combined because he doesn't take any threes, but also he should be taking more than half of his shots inside the restricted area, inside the paint, than he does from mid-range. So absolutely the dude settles too much, uh, for sure. He needs to get stronger going toward the basket. Where, where I draw the lines when people go, but he needs to dunk with authority and he needs to yell and scream and, and have the emotion. He's just not that guy. Sure, we would love to have a dude like that, but he's just not that guy. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge is an is an example of a dude who's fairly quiet, but he turned out to be one heck of a NBA player because he did all the things right. But he was a mid range guy who got rebounds and and, and all that. Um, I'll, see, I'll see. Not you everybody ser- is ferocious.
0: I'll see you, little Marcus Aldridge, and raise you a Tim Duncan. Ferocious is not a word anybody ever would have used uh, to to speak about Tim Duncan and the way he played
2: played basketball. Like he is the basketball, not the uh, not the ferocity. So uh, yes, he absolutely has to get rid of his mid range shots. But um, please stop trying to change him into a different different person that isn't the guy. You absolutely have to have ferocity. Doesn't win games either.
0: Yeah, well, uh, and so did he did he take too many did he take too many jump shots? Probably, yes. but he also made a lot of them, and he's got to, it's going to take time for him to acclimate to the offense. Give it a game or two before before you you jump down his throat because of it. Now, you want to I, talk I about? See,
2: I did see a little bit of math where somebody said uh, he's not a great mid-range shooter. He's below average, so on those jumpers, he is a little bit below average, and all he would have to do is average. Twenty-nine percent from three to have more points per game.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a, that's where the evolution of his game needs to go. Is you need to take two or three steps back and then take that shot. You know, like.
2: or take two or three steps in and yeah. get into the paint and make it a better shot. Because in so the paint, it's a better shot. Outside the arc, it's a better shot. Mm-hmm.
1: Aiden, uh, no free throws. Uh, let me read you a quote by No that one throw. free throw. One free throw. He didn't make it though. <laughs> um, Quote by Zach Lowe, he's going to be one of those centers who's seven, one and giant and shoots two free throws per game because all he wants to do is shoot mid range jumpers.
2: Well, yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's that's exactly it. But that he's going to be one of those. Now, this is assuming that a guy who just turned 21 years old is not going to change under the direct the proper guidance. Um, he is catching the ball that far out. So that part of that's the offense and, and giving him the opportunity to catch it there. Do you see Aaron Baines catching the ball at that point? No. Do you see Dario Shards catching the ball at that point? No. Do you see Frank sometimes? And we hate it. Um, so I think it's, it's about where he catches it and what he's supposed to do with it. And the coach is helping him make better decisions. Cause when he sees a dude between him and the basket, that's as big as him. And when he sees uh, that dude backing off of him he's going to take the open shot. So he needs to be taught what to do at the right time. But he also had bad games like that, where he just kind of had a short circuit in the brain and just took a bunch of jumpers. And then the next game or the next few games, he would be more uh, attack oriented. It's up to the coaching and him to make him a better, more effective player. But we're talking about one of the most efficient big men as a rookie in the history of the game. So uh, all of our all of our criticism should be, uh, you know, taken in that light.
0: Well, and I think he's going to get to the line more when he starts getting in a rhythm with the pick and roll game uh, yeah. with Ricky Rubio because he's going to uh, attack the rim for those lobs, and I think that's where you'll find he's going to pick up those fouls against the opponents and get to the line. So I, I'm gonna I'd like to see at least five games, you know, in a row of him playing before we try to uh, cast this uh, horrible judgment on everything's awful about DeAndre Ayton's game, uh, there's certainly things he needs to work on, and they're judging him on the Luka curve, and that's just not, uh, you're, he's never going to win, and James Jones uh, said basically that you have to accept the guy that you have uh, at some point in on an interview on Arizona Sports in reference to Aiton, and I think that's where we are. You have to accept he's not—he's not Luka Doncic, and that's okay. Let well, him be DeAndre Aiton and figure out what his game is long term, and grow in it. Like he—he's he's still in basically year one. He's just starting year two because of the suspension uh, on the floor. So,
2: I mean, that's the reality. You know, some of that, some of that—the um, the comments that James Jones made. Uh, you got to accept he is who he is, is it, it's interesting because your first take as an Aiden supporter is, wow, James Jones doesn't believe in him. Well, that's not true. He wants people to appreciate what DeAndre Aiden is already. And then as he improves, appreciate those improvements, like we've done with other players like Devin Booker and people like that. Um, the problem with DeAndre Aiden is he's got um, to start from the top and everything he does brings him down. Uh, So I think I thought that was interesting. James Jones trying to reset the landscape. Mm
1: -hmm. So uh, I thought it was interesting uh, reading a a bunch of quotes uh, by a bunch of people and uh, a gentleman were actually going to hear about his opinion twice in this episode, which is a little bit strange. But Bill Simmons, he said, and I quote, I would be shopping him right now. And when I first saw that, I thought, you know, that is that is that is dumb. Uh, to Greg's point earlier, uh, one of the most efficient, uh, centers as a rookie in the game, maybe David said Dave's that actually, yeah. um, Greg doesn't look up stats, but then, but then uh, you know, I thought about it and it, it's interesting. Should the Suns consider shopping Aiden at this point? Um, probably get a lot back for him. It depends for Carl on
0: what towns. Yes. It depends on what store you're shopping in. If you're at Walmart, no. If you're at Nordstrom's, yeah, let's talk. If you're going to get Marcus, a star,
2: man, not uh,
0: fine. Sh- he, Neiman Marcus. I, I don't care. Barney's, <laughs> wherever you want to go. Tiffany, Tiffany's. You want to, you want to shop expensive? Let's, let's shop expensive. Is my point. If, uh, if you're going to get a star back and potentially a Carl Anthony Towns, and yeah, you have that discussion. If you're selling him for parts and draft picks, hell no, you don't have that discussion. Right now, because that that could go horribly sideways. If the only way you move DeAndre Ayton is if you're going to get somebody in return that has already met the potential you think he has, or exceeded where you think that potential will be. Otherwise, you do not deal him just to deal him. That would be uh, asinine at best, and and you know reckless at worst. Uh, I have a
2: reader yesterday who, um, sorry, a Twitter Twitter person yesterday who tweeted at me, um, I won't, I won't make him look bad by using his name. So I'll just say it in, in an anonymous way. Um, he suggested that, that Frank Kaminsky has proved himself as a backup center and that Baines and Kaminsky should be full-time centers and Aiden should get charges backup minutes going forward at power forward. Uh, this is how people feel about. I mean, irrationally about this young man.
0: How many people have fallen off uh, some kind of motorized vehicle and hit their heads on the pavement recently? Like, what the hell is wrong with people? This I don't is. Know. This, 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 I don't get it, man. I get. I get that we're uh, we're in year. You know, at a decade basically of. Uh, of struggling through bad basketball, but really that's, that's where we're at that we've lost all sense of, uh, of, uh, of common sense uh, for that, for that matter. Like this, this is ridiculous. Like you only move Deandre Ayton if you can get somebody like a Carl Anthony Towns. Now I look at this and, and I won't lie. You look at the sun's overall picture. And since they've fallen back from the beginning of the season, you wonder, is this a team destined to be, okay but not good enough to to really be in any discussion have they put themselves in potentially a, a salary cap jam where they're they're going to just be in eh and and not be able to make that leap uh, I don't know and if that's the case you got to start looking at are there creative ways uh, to bring in better talent but you're you're not going to give away DeAndre Ayton just to move on from a guy who to Dave's point again had a historic rookie season and then you know has played two games a season and played both of them pretty well in in terms of uh of what he put up in the stat line
1: I I think when it from Suns fans perspective is that when you get a number one overall pick and it's not DeAndre Ayton's fault, but when you get a number one overall pick, you expect him to be a, uh, franchise changing player. Sometimes you get that and sometimes you don't. Uh, but I think that's where, uh, apart from the Luca Doncic, it sure doesn't help that. But I think that's where a lot of the expectations came from: is the Suns got the number one pick, they got a really good player, but at this point, so far, he doesn't seem to be a franchise-altering player.
0: Look, uh, he's not—he's not Anthony Bennett. He's not Michael Olowokandi. Like. There, people are treating him as if he's he's in that category, and really, it's the Luca curve. If Luka Doncic wasn't playing the way he was, DeAndre Ayton would look like uh, a extremely special player, and nobody would be pounding their heads into the desk saying, oh, I can't believe they didn't get Marvin Bagley Jr. or Trey Young, you would be looking at it and going, oh, they got a a special player. But because he's not as special, potentially, as another guy, that's what's causing all this angst. It's it's Suns fans falling into the trap of, woe was us, we can't get nice things. Well, guess what? DeAndre Ayton's a nice thing. He just may not be as nice as the other guy, and you have to accept that happens sometimes.
1: Would you, at this point, uh, this season, uh, rather have Bam Adebayo? Yes. Out of Miami, of course. But and- that doesn't mean I'd
2: rather have him going forward for the next ten years. But you know what? Even if I did, Tim, that doesn't make DeAndre Aiden a bad pick. It just makes Bam Adebayo. Oh my God, where did he come from? Yeah. You know, why does Why does only one Why can only one person in every argument be a good player?
0: Well, could you? Uh, yeah, I just y- you look at it, and I go back to, and I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton will be Hakeem, but you go back to that draft where Houston takes Hakeem one, Sam Bowie goes two, Jordan goes three. I, okay, yeah, Michael Jordan, uh, undeniably, is the best player out of that draft, and you get why you get why Portland fans would be pissed off. Uh, uh, being uh, being at number two and getting Bowie, but Houston fans, I, you know, I I just I don't know. I I'm not old enough to remember exactly what their reaction was, but I can't imagine they wound up all that pissed off that they wound up with the Keem in that draft at number one. I, I the scrutiny and and the way things are, I think has as much to do about. The fact that the Suns haven't been in the playoffs in a decade, have gone 52 years without a championship. I think it has as much to do with the mentality of the fan base as it does the player himself.
1: Right. Right. And when you get the number one overall pick, your expectations for that player, are he becomes somebody that can bring you to the playoffs. Well, here's the deal.
2: Now that the number one overall pick has been taken, how about we just focus on the fucking player
0: now? And guess what? LeBron didn't bring the Cavs to the playoffs his first year. Like, we're we're basing this on one year, and and a and a dumb, ridiculous suspension that that the guy cost himself. I get it. You're angry with him. I get it. He's not Luca. But move on. Except that you've got a good player, and you can. That doesn't mean you can't critique his game. I just get past this whole "woe was me" crap with it.
2: Would, so, you yes. yeah. would you rather have DeAndre Aiden than Marvin
0: Bagley? Yes. Would you rather have DeAndre Aiden than Trey Young? I would.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, Darren Jackson. No, I would not. I'd, See, I, I would. Darren Jackson has been exactly in the pros as he was supposed to be. No, no, no. Talk about, came the, out. talk about
1: talk about Trey Young. I I'd, I'd rather have Trey than than DeAndre.
2: I wouldn't. You would? Yeah. Trey Young is like he just now lost the worst defensive player in the league position just, uh, after the last game to Bradley Beal, but he looks fun because he, he takes is, 30 he points. is
1: a, he is a very, very, very talented, uh, offensive in 21. Again, the Hawks still suck. Is, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, were you guys yelling at me because I'd rather have Trey Young? No. Sorry, I have an opinion. You're allowed to I mean, have an he's, opinion. Well, he's a damn good player. So uh, it's it's not uh, even if you don't agree, it's not like, oh, my God, Tim, what no. is your problem? No, he's a damn good player. And I would rather have Trey Young at this point. Also talking about the modern landscape of the NBA. I do not need a seven foot center who the only thing he'll do is take mid range jumpers. I'm sorry. It's great. He makes them. But that's not valuable. You can get that out of a damn guard.
2: So he has, um, he led the, uh, all rookies in wind shares. So valuable is, is a little bit in the eye of the beholder. It's not as fun to watch. And I, I'd also like to, I'd also like to say that, um, should I lost my train of thought. Yeah. So <clears throat> it, it's a, this modern NBA thing. How, how many nights has, uh, Frank Kaminsky and Dario sharp been dwarfed by the other teams, much bigger center almost every night. That's why the Suns are not winning games um, when when De Aaron Baines is out is because there's nobody that the Suns actually have who can fight against the other league centers. So this whole modern NBA thing, I think, is becoming outdated uh, because since the Golden State Warriors fell from grace, the modern NBA actually has uh, big, huge centers in the middle again.
1: Well, I'm not talking about size. I mean, you, you can get, you know, Zubac over with, uh, the Clippers uh, as far as, Whoa, as now um, you'd
2: rather have Zubats no, than No, no, that's, that's no. Not that's not what, what I'm I heard saying. him say. Yeah. Uh, Zubats who averages four
1: points a game. God can't can finish my point or are you going to interrupt me while I'm talking? So, uh, I would rather have a, I, all I'm saying is that you can have a, a big, capable center there and that the guard the point guard is going to be more valuable than having a giant center who really can't play that good a defense and only shoots mid-range jump shots i'm not saying aiden's not good i'm just saying at this point that's why i would rather have a Trey young because that position is more valuable because you can go get a big dude uh to play backup center somewhere I love,
0: I love that the North Pole is missing an angry elf today. This is this is fun. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad Tim's bringing it. By the way, Stephen Davis. It uh, says I like cheese. However, I love Dave King. I'm gonna assume I'm cheese. And uh, congratulations, Dave. Somebody loves you. So. I do. I do just, like somebody DeAndre does. That's it's,
1: awesome. It's, it's not. I'm not just sitting here hating on DeAndre Aden I think he's very good. I think he's going to be a very good player. I'd have, uh, you I would rather have. I would rather have Trey Young. No, the, look
0: okay that's 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 acceptable and especially if you look at if we're basing it on right now and what they've done I, I understand that I'm not I'm not hating on you for that I get I get that but I, nobody's saying they'd rather have Marvin Bagley Jr. right nobody nobody's standing up and, and pounding that table I mean it it's it, Worse to be Kings fans out of that draft right now. Uh, you know, if you look at that, there's
2: probably Marvin Bagley going to be really good. That was a great top five. I mean, really Marvin Bagley is going to be very good in this league. He also missed about 20 games, um, due to, and, and I think it was a knee, um, Jaron Jackson, if he figures out how not to foul and how to be more consistent offensively, he's going to be very good. Trey young, obviously Luka, Doncic, Deandre Aiden. I'd rather it's have after, after than, that than Jaron Jackson too. Would you? Yeah. Wow. wow. So you'd rather have even Zubots Zubats than Aiden Jesus or Jax. Christ, that, that
1: wasn't my point. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Everyone write this down. <laughs>
1: but everybody. I would not. I would not <laughs> rather have Zubats. I'm just saying that you can go get you can go get a center somewhere uh, easier than you can go get a young point guard uh, that can actually play.
0: Your point. I go back to the you talk about you know expecting your number one pick to be able to get you in the playoffs be the guy that that's the difference maker if you look at this draft so far it's one guy that that has proven that he can be that <clears throat> so far you know it's just one and so uh, i think but only
1: one was a only one was a number one overall pick
0: oh no i i agree and that and there comes scrutiny with that simply because you're number one and then uh, you yeah, add in the well, factor
1: the
2: number one overall
0: pick what was that? Not Eaton's fault. No, it's not. Going <laughs> to blame
2: him for the rest of his career.
0: But that's that's just the way this this unfortunately works. It's not also his fault that the organization has been completely inept for a decade, and then couldn't win a title for fifty two years. Like that's that's not his fault either. But it's it's something that he saddled with because we all have a broken mentality because of, because of all of that. Like that. There's a reason, I, and I've said this before on the show, there's a reason they're, that they're called fans and that we're all called fans. It's short for fanatical, and there's not always logic in people that are fanatical about something, and that's that's where part of this problem comes in. There's Would you a rather lot have
2: eight or Markel Fultz? Because guards are better than centers.
0: Well,
1: Fultz can't shoot.
0: That's, I'm not Tim's saying Tim's point guards is, are
1: better than center. They're <laughs> talking about positional scarcity. Is the concept. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you rather be Aiden or Lonzo ball? You don't want to do this. Do you? <laughs> I mean are you going to go through every damn player <laughs> like would you rather have Ish Smith or Deandre like Aiden right I would I would rather have Deandre Aiden than Ish Smith <laughs> Well all he right, went, he
0: went 9 for 9 and 4 for 4 last <laughs> night from 3 were you sure you yeah, well, I'm kidding yeah. all right. and
1: I, I like Deandre Aiden and the Suns are better with Deandre Aiden and it's really it was really exciting to have would him back Would you rather have
2: Deandre thing. Aiden or Josh Jackson
1: Ah uh, well, Jesus Christ, that's a hard, that's a toss-up.
2: It depends, in my Marquise Chris or Dragon Bender. Look,
0: it, it depends on the Josh Jackson question: Are we partying or playing basketball? Because uh, you know, I, I think I'd rather, rather uh, have...
2: DeAndre Ayton or Ty Jerome.
1: Oh, DeAndre or Ty Jerome. Tim, I'd rather I, have just about anybody than Ty Jerome at this point but God damn Tim, does he look bad uh, Oh man. Tim Sorry, I can Ty, I can mute Dave if we need if it. we need to I have that so power do we, do we uh, are we at the point of agreement where the Suns biggest need is some sort of a backup combo guard slash uh, uh, backup point guard you, know what, if, re- yes, you know what close? the Suns
2: really need is freaking Tyler Johnson from last year that would be nice, yeah. at least to start with. No, you know what the sun. Not this year's Tyler Johnson. Last year's Tyler Johnson.
0: Play with the same damn effort you played with in the first eleven games. That would help a hell of a lot too. You know, like they. It's We're not really
2: well off after Friday night's loss.
0: Like it's it it just it it does not look like the same team in a lot of ways. It's just you're not seeing. Uh, the same effort on both ends of the court. You're not. Uh, he, something has has shifted with this group, and I get it. Injuries, uh, the suspension, all of it impacts it. But uh, you know that that first eleven games, you saw something special, and we've yet to see it uh, really since. Yeah. And that's there's, that's the troubling factor.
2: There's self doubt
1: after a after a punch to the gut. You know. You know what they need? Uh, damn win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm serious. They they need a yeah. win so that they believe in themselves when they go out there on the court, because there is something to be said about when you step out on the court to play a game of basketball and you truly believe that you can or you truly believe that you cannot win that game.
0: Well, right. and, and when they stepped on the court earlier in the season against the 76ers, with the time we're on a on a long win streak. That was a competent team that believed they could beat anybody, and uh, and they took the punches from the Sixers and then came back and kicked down the door. That's the mentality that this team needs to get back to. Uh, they need that Devin Booker back, and, and I get it. He's been injured. It'll take a little time for him to get back in the rhythm. Uh, they, they just need to get back to, to buying into Monty's system and, and playing with that confidence. Now, I've said it before on the show. I am perfectly fine with this being a 35-win team. And I'm going to get killed for saying it because everybody increased their expectations significantly after the start. But this team is that much better than they were. Uh, and and as long as as long as they don't regress back to the 19 win type of team that we saw and they play with heart and they win you know in the mid 30s this is a successful season
2: well oh, that's the play with heart part if they stop believing in themselves it's really hard for us to keep believing
0: agreed like it, they have to play like a team that wants to win and i can accept losing close games like they have and and not being able to to close out in the final seconds because that's something as a group you learn along the way but if if it starts but not 37
2: to, points and two losses mm-hmm.
0: yeah if it, if it starts to look like You've basically thrown up your hands, and and we're back to to square one. That's when it's a problem. And and I agree, Tim. You've got you, you've got a hole at that backup point guard slash combo guard that that you need to answer. Uh, I still believe you have a hole at, at power forward in the long run that that you have to answer. And I think Sarge is a better backup than he is uh, a mm. starter in the long run. But uh, you know. Is, is now the time to go I actually like well in.
2: Sarge a lot better than people. a lot of people do. I think he does a lot of the right things. He just can't be a difference maker. He's a glue guy, not a difference maker. Yeah, I,
1: I, I like Sarge, too.
0: I agree, but you look at this, and I think you need, uh, if you're going to truly compete in the long run, one more star, right? If you're saying Booker is a star... And you're hoping Aiden is a star. You need to add one more in the mix, right? And Absolutely. I no, I if, so.
1: if you need to add another star, if Aiden isn't,
0: well, then I think you need to head your bet and try to add another star just in
2: case. Because I don't <laughs> no, know when. No, no, no. I, I don't know when he becomes Aiden is a star, star. You need, you need a third. You need, you do need somebody better. If Aiden,
1: Aiden's. Well, we're talking about star, right? So if if Aiden if Aiden is is to be a star and you have booker who i think we all agree is that if you look at the landscape of the nba that two is enough
2: at this point i suppose it has to be the definition of a star right is the question if,
0: a- and if he's star- like
2: mj two mjs is enough
0: yes i think i think it has to be all-star caliber it can be that borderline Maybe not always an all-star, but a guy that could make a push for an all-star game is is the kind and, of game. Uh,
1: why why isn't it Ubre with how he's been playing this season? I just
0: I don't I don't know why and I can't put my finger on it, but I do not fully believe in in, in Kelly Ubre Jr. And I get hate for this every time I bring this up. But there is something about Kelly Oubre Jr. that I just do not buy into. I do not trust. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the mental lapses that you get from time to time with him uh, you know, there's just something about him that does not say to me he's the kind of guy that can be your stable third, uh, you know,
2: quote unquote star.
0: Uh, if, if I agree. He's
2: got to be that wild card. He's the wild card that helps you win games, uh, but he's not the guy who's who's going to be the consistent leader in every single game every minute he's on the court as far as as what you know uh what you expect of him he's got a little bit of unpredictability if, uh, if he's sure.
0: yeah if he's your rational confidence guy he's the guy that brings the energy love it i think it's a perfect Bring spot if the he's action if he's the if he's the guy you're banking on uh, for consistent production and it'll be your quote-unquote third star i think you're in trouble i think you're a team that is always going to be on that border of uh being maybe a playoff team and maybe not and if your long-term goal is for more than that I think you you have to
2: look at that and address it eventually so I got a question for you Greg if you had to guess what do you think Dario Sharch's uh stats basic counting stats are for the last 12 games or so
0: 15 points eight rebounds three and a half assists
2: um No, not quite. But you're closer than you thought. um m- Might have thought anyway. 13.8 points, 9.2 rebounds.
1: No, 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 no. Y- he is closer than you might have thought. <laughs> I bet Greg He's thought closer he going to be right <laughs> I that? always
0: do. I'm the irrational confidence guy in the <laughs> right. show. I bring <laughs> the energy. Um, I'm not the bring, star. I'm just the irrational the confidence.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I mean, that's a pretty good starting power forward, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with charge. Uh, so like, you guys want to move this on to the NBA's proposal to teams for an in-tournament mid-season uh, tournament? In season, I, mid season yeah. tournament mid season mid Yes, <laughs> uh, the, I just butchered that, but yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, let's, I, I, I actually do have a question. Is the video going out for everybody that's watching on YouTube right now because it keeps going in and out for me? So I don't know. Um, I don't know. On my end, it appears to be working. uh, Coming from Shams, the NBA has sent proposals uh, to the NBA teams for the 2021-2022 changes. Um, a couple of them include, so it would go down to a 78 game regular season. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, an in-season tournament. And this is a part that uh, I find really interesting. It's something that that uh, uh, Simmons has been pushing for a while. So it's an in-season tournament, 1 million per player, 1.5 million uh, coaches pool for the champion players, play-in tournament for the seventh and eighth seed, which is, if you are a Suns fan, this sounds, I think, really great. Uh, Final 4 reseed and playoffs based on the regular season record um the in-season tournament format proposal all 30 teams involved from late november to mid december uh divisional games four at home four away for group stage six divisional stage winners plus two wild cards for knockout and quarterfinals at home market semifinals and finals at a neutral site what do you guys think about this
0: uh, okay look first off i think the seventh and eighth seed play in tournament. Uh, is concerning for me as a Suns fan because this is supposed to be 20, uh, 2021, 2022 is when this goes into. Uh... Effect so I could see the Suns finally breaking into that top eight in the West and then getting and then bounced into play in a play-in tournament <laughs> and not making the making the playoffs. So I'm very yeah, scared so. by this proposal at, at this exact moment <laughs> for that factor. Just give yeah, us that four-game sweep. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I actually look at it and I think this is a, a unique way. It takes elements of soccer, it, it takes elements of the NCAA tournament, and, and it integrates it. Uh, into the NBA and I will give uh, Adam Silver and, and and previous commissioner David Stern and the league as a whole uh, a round of applause for always being willing to try things and to push the game in in different directions to try to make it more entertaining and interesting for the fans right and that's not something a lot of sports will do I mean baseball moves at, at a glacier's pace to make any changes, you know, to to appease their fan base and try to make things interesting. Uh, the NBA moves at warp speed right now to, to do that. And so I- will, will it all work? I don't know. Maybe not. But if, if it, even elements of it work that they keep around for the long haul, I'm for it. And this is in part, I believe it's the 75th anniversary of uh, – of the start of the Something league, like that, yeah. uh, that yeah. they're going to do this as as part of a celebration season. So who knows? maybe, maybe it works or all of it works, and and it's great. Maybe only elements of it work, but I applaud them for trying. And I think that mid the midseason tournament, is very interesting because we always say, "Well, the NBA season doesn't start till Christmas." Well, now there's there's an element of it that uh, that will at least make it interesting from the end of November into that Christmas time. It's going to force uh, you know some some interesting uh, things to the, all of this. So I'm fine with it.
2: Well, it's interesting because so the 78 game regular season. That's obviously uh, four less games than the current regular season this play in tournament. So there is, um, this all 30 teams involved. a divisional game is four home, four away for the group stage. Well, there you go. There's eight of the 78 games. that will be part of this in season tournament. Then though there is divisional stage winners and two wild cards for the knockout rounds. Well that sounds like extra games to me for just those eight teams, right? Correct. So eight out of 30 teams will play extra games. And that is eight to four to two to one. That's that or eight to four to two. And then the finals. So that's an extra three games right there. So the better teams right there will play 81 games before even this play in, uh, for the playoff seeds for some. So, and then you've got the play in tournament at the end. So actually teams that are on the six to 10 bubble, um, could end up playing 82, 83 games before the season starts.
0: But two things happen here, right? I mean, the
2: playoffs starts.
0: Two two things happen here, right? It gives the best teams a little bit of a break before going into the playoffs, which some would argue might not be a good thing. But I think you <clears> get additional <throat> rest there if you if you've won uh, in the top half uh, of of the league. It also, in most cases, I think, addresses the tanking issue now mm-hmm. because. You know, there's going to be more teams that can get into that play-in tournament, can have a shot at being in that back half of the playoffs, and if you're actively tanking, that will upset your fan base even more because you had a shot to to get in. You know, and I think that that's part of this is they've they've addressed that or noticed that tanking was a major issue they they change the odds in the draft lottery and then this adds a little bit more motivation to actually play harder at, towards the end so you can get in the play-in tournament for that seventh or eighth seed as well so well,
2: but only if you're only if you're um i think it's only for the ninth and tenth seed kind of play teams right I, so if you're you your 15th in the west there's no, gonna be no incentive for that play-in tournament.
0: Well, but you're going to likely, I mean, if you're the worst of the worst, and, and then of course. I mean, but if you're on, on that bubble going into December, January, uh, rather than shutting down your entire uh, – you're like three, four or three fifths of your starting lineup. I don't know whoever would do that ever, uh, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, like you're not going to do that if if you're right on that cusp where you can uh, maybe fight your way into that and, and have a chance because your, your fan base will revolt on you at that point. You
2: know? I find so, it interesting that they don't mention that there's any connection between the early stage, early season, in season tournament and any kind of advantage for the team other than a few bucks in their pocket. So you just play that tournament, you play your, and, 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 but it doesn't get you anywhere in the regular season standings. Um, does it? I mean, you've got your four home and four away group stage that count toward the regular season for sure. But that knockout stages, you know, the final eight, basically, does that get you anything?
0: I don't know i i haven't heard that it does i know to mention so Bill i feel Sims like it's again. gonna be like
2: summer league where all of a sudden you you rest your guys you give your guys an in-season week off because then you have your young guys play that tournament i, I hate that about summer league because all the best players don't play in the playoffs
0: i mean you very well could wind up having that if you don't incentivize winning it uh i don't know if uh, yeah i don't know i don't know what you could add uh, in there. Uh, in, last well, there eight. should be
2: some incentive for playing in it. All the eight teams, you know, that make it to the knockout. Stage, well, that's not where, that's where the, the money
1: comes in. Is yeah,
2: it? I thought that only but, went to the winners that go to all of them.
1: Uh, no, it, it is 1 million per player to the, to the winning team. Yeah. But yeah. is that enough so to motivate
2: like, the top of the right. top in the league? Like, uh, well, you know, is it also enough to motivate the team that's clearly sixth to eighth best <laughs> out of the eight teams? I mean, You've got to think about you've got to think about load management as a coach and, and GM. You've got to think about rest if you're a player, nursing injuries. I mean, if there's no advantage to that final eight knockout stage uh, in the regular season, then I do think this will be
1: this will end up being a load management issue. What if it gives a tiebreaker advantage?
2: Right. So that's why I'm looking for is some kind of well people hate that in the in major league baseball that the winner of the all-star game gets a, gets a home field advantage in the world series, that kind of thing. That's tough. But even if it just counts toward extra regular season games where those teams have more regular season win opportunities, maybe that works to keep them playing. I don't know. There's gotta be some connection where that's not just a standalone throwaway tournament. Like the all-star game is
0: Simmons suggested having these count as like, having an an extra column in the standings where these count as you know you have you have your regular season uh, wins and losses, then these wins would count as like some kind of points and then you have your ultimate total of <laughs> of what you had to determine seating. I think something like that makes sense because then you could wind up having an advantage over, you know, say, say the second place team in your conference or the first place team in your conference exits early you could wind up stacking up some additional points or wins against them to to make up ground in a playoff chase i think that's i think that certainly would would keep teams motivated i don't think the money is going to it's going to do it for certain guys i mean lower half of the roster guys yeah that million dollars is a big deal the lebron james uh, of the world they're not going to care about an extra million in in their pocket that that means nothing.
1: Hey, um, uh, go ahead. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, think about. Uh, if the million means nothing, why do they all demand absolute max contracts? Because right? it's like an ego thing. Why did the Rockets lose, uh, James Harden for, for a couple of million? I mean, I do, th- I do think it matters to an extent. I I, I don't want to say that it doesn't mean anything. I mean, a million <laughs> dollars is a million dollars, right? Um, no, I
0: get that, but the the max thing is an ego thing, too. It's yeah. not about getting that extra few million. It's about saying, I'm a max player in the NBA. I deserve the top. Uh, it, it's more about mm. that pride thing. Zach in the chat and, said...
2: And this million, you've got to play more for it. Like, when you're arguing contracts over a couple million, you're playing the same regardless. You just might as well make 15 instead of 13 or whatever it is. But in this, you have to actually work your ass off to get this million. And only... One eighth of you was going to get it. Yeah, uh, in the so chat, there's an award,
1: right?
0: Yeah, who cares about a mid-season trophy? That's like getting a participation trophy in kids soccer. Who gives a crap? Win, win it if you want a trophy. Otherwise, Oh
2: it could be like minor league baseball, where the the winner of the tournament actually
1: gets a guaranteed playoff spot. I I think that's what it should be, right? Yeah, the, the winner of the tournament, though in theory, would likely be getting a playoff spot anyway. Um, I do like the idea of a, a mid-season tournament, but I wouldn't do all 30. I would do the bottom uh, 15. What? Yeah, that could be Do The bottom 15?
2: No, then people wouldn't tune in because you want to see the stars.
1: Yeah, I think it's. In, if it was for a guaranteed playoff spot for the eighth seed or something along those lines, I think it'd be interesting.
0: So, so Zach in the chat says, I, I think embracing change is good, but will this help viewership? Baseball moves at a glacier's pace because it's timeless. It's traditional, makes viewers loyal. Mm. I disagree yeah, with the second half of that. Actually, baseball has terrible viewership. It, yeah, in yeah, in yeah. the local oh markets, gosh. it has strong, but nationally, it, it's, it's yeah. terrible viewership. I think it embracing change yeah. will help viewership because yeah, it... It, especially in that play in tournament where you get that that march madness, a one and done kind of mi- mindset with something uh, major on the line. Yeah, I think that will improve uh, improve viewership in the long run. But even this idea of viewership is going to, drastically change over the next uh, three to five years. The media landscape's different. I mean, to the NBA and I can tell you, having worked in the league, it's just as valuable to get people watching your highlights on social media to them as it is to get people Uh, watching full games. They they take a more global look at this because it's about building uh, and nurturing fans on any channel that they're looking at. And the traditional uh, ratings is not going to be the end-all, be-all. Uh, In the future here, you're going to see this all shift dramatically uh, in the way it is. And eventually, I think more of this is going to be about subscription-based, getting more people uh, buying a league pass or buying subscriptions. Then you're going to be relying on the ESPNs of the world and the Foxes of the world to pay you uh, millions of dollars to air games. So I think we're just in a weird media landscape. Viewership isn't going to be the the end-all, be-all like it is
1: right now. I hope that answers your question, Zach. Um, So kind of coming up on time, I want to make sure that we get to the main part of our segment uh, of the show, which is Christmas presents for the Suns players. So if we uh, had to give, christmas presents to each one of the sun's players what would they be so let's go ahead and uh let's start at the bottom actually uh we'll start with you greg if you had to give jared harper if you could give jared harper any christmas present what would it be
0: i would give him a nice condo in prescott valley because
2: that's where he's going to (laughs) spend most of his time dave wow Oh, we're going to do each of us going to give a Christmas present to yeah. each player. Okay. Um, I would give, and I hate this because Jared Harper can't do anything about it, but I would give him, uh, about four more inches in height. I think he's a hell of a player. He's so good, but he's gonna he doesn't have a bunch of lift on finishing in the, in the paint and all that. And so he's got to rely on speed and shiftiness kind of like an ish Smith type um, and he could have, he could end up with a, with a career like that, but he's more likely to end up with a career like Tyler Ulis, where he's just not big enough to make it in the league. Uh, so I'd give him a little bit more, uh, more size.
1: Uh, don't be talking about ish Smith. You know, I'd rather have him than Deandre Aiden at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start off with you, Dave. tied to Rome. What about you, Tim? Are you going to take some turns? Uh, no, I don't think so. We're coming up on time. The, the, okay. the
0: angry elf has no present for anyone. All right, <laughs> Cole for all. Uh,
2: Ty Jerome, I give a little bit. Uh, let's see, I give Ty Jerome a little bit more speed. The guy played and and the slowest offense by design. It wasn't his choice. It was his coach's choice in, in at University of Virginia. And when he's in the game, uh, the Suns do seem like they're not running at any kind of any kind of pace. The Suns have been tenth in pace this year. Uh, but it seemed like the last few games, uh, when, when Ty Jerome has gotten his, his chances, they're just not running at any kind of pace. So I would give him a little bit more, um, pep in his step is what I would give him.
1: I was very true. The, the, the pace of the sun significantly drops, uh, when he's running point. Yeah.
0: I would give Ty Jerome, uh, DeLorean and doc Brown. So he could go back to September, avoid the injury and actually get to participate, uh, in in everything, uh, in training camp and preseason, uh, and the regular season, so uh, beginning of the regular season, so by now he could have things figured out and wouldn't look as bad as he has. So,
1: Greg and Javon Carter, Javon Carter,
0: uh, <laughs> I, he doesn't uh, need a better fan base. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't need a more supportive mother. She's got his back too. Uh, yeah. I, I think I need offense, so I would get out of him. So I'd give him any semblance of an offensive game, would probably help with Javon Carter.
2: If I could give him any kind of present, and I'm going with the physical gifts uh, apparently in a, in a theme here instead of uh, literal gifts you could hand somebody, I would give him some hops. Um, the guy doesn't seem to have any, it uh, doesn't have the hops to get his shot off against anybody um, who's defending him straight up. So he's, he's jumping to the side. He's again, kind of trying to right now doing the title, the Ulist type thing where he jumps madly to the side and almost falls down to get a shot off. Um, So I, I I would give him some more hops
1: Elliot Kobo, Dave
2: Elliot Kobo, I would give him a a dose of, of um, aggression. So the guy looks like he's, he's just, he's just chilling. He looks oh, like every I day it, I watch him, but I like, I like watching him play too. I, I want him like to get more minutes wearing linen pants and, and, and linen shorts and sitting on a beach is what he does all so the time. He's so he's French so is what you're saying. He's not. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. Yeah, eating a croissant and, and having an espresso with Boris Diaw. So. I would give him a little bit. I would give him a little bit more aggression, because otherwise, I think he's just going to end up getting lost, and he doesn't make enough of an impact in the minutes, the few minutes he does get.
0: I'd give him a fresh start somewhere else, because I think that's the only way he's going to really have a chance to uh, have a long-term impact. This team was ready. But then we get.
2: But then we get to have Suns fans saying, "Look, he's he got." Eight points and five assists the other night. The Suns really f- screwed up by letting him go.
1: Look, I, I think I, they would be, man. I, I like Ellie. I think he's our, our best backup point guard for sure.
0: I just did. Uh, this is a guy that this this front office wanted to move on from and didn't simply because of the guaranteed money. It wasn't because of of anything with his skill. So I just I don't think he, the dude's going to get a fair shake here, and that's why I would give him a fresh start somewhere else so he could have the opportunity to... To really uh, make a long. I don't know if it's
2: it. about a fair shake. You make it sound like it's a conspiracy not to play no, a better it's not, player. I <laughs> it's think not a conspiracy. I think they they don't think that that Ellie is the best backup right now. Yeah. And it, but Monty is really struggling to find somebody who will be a good consistent backup. And Ellie hasn't separated himself.
1: Yeah. No. I. I don't. I, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I guess. Uh, in, 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 if if you're saying that and. In Monty's eyes, you're probably right. I, I personally, I think he has though.
2: Um, I just don't see the results. I don't see the Suns actually getting any gaining any ground uh, when they're when the second unit is in with Ellie running it.
0: See, and yeah, I want I'm him not to not go sure. to a place where the lead SB Nation blogger believes in him. So right. that's why I'm uh, suggesting gr- a fresh start.
2: Well, Greg, Greg, don't send him to Greg. California then. Yeah, yeah
1: that's, i was not <laughs> gonna say anything. Uh, Greg Shaq Diallo.
0: Yeah. Minutes. I'd give the guy more minutes because I'd like to actually see if what we saw earlier in the year was real or if it was
2: uh, was kind of a mirage. I'd like to uh, check him out. So check him out. I would give him more time, too. I'm not really sure why he's not getting enough time. I think it's probably because. He's a center by uh, by playing style, and he's only 6'8", so he has a hard time uh, playing any consistent minutes. Um, but but then this is
0: position as played... basketball, Dave. It doesn't matter anymore.
2: Well, I am not as big of a fan <laughs> of that whole concept of modern basketball. I think it's outdated. Um, I don't think you can get by with Cech Diallo as your center for a lot of minutes, but, but you know what? I am probably wrong because I also didn't think you can get by with Rishon Holmes as a starting center either. And the Kings are proving that to be not the case.
1: Uh, Dave, Tyler Johnson.
2: God dang. I would give him his basketball back, his basketball abilities back. I don't know what happened to the guy. Uh, now he's not even playing. So I don't even know what, what the Suns' um, uh, uh coaches and front office, all that, what they've talked about with Tyler, but, um, you know, they're playing three guard lineups right now with Ellie and Javon Carter and Ty Jerome out there in the second units. And they're just getting just blasted. And Tyler Johnson's just sitting over there on the side,
1: uh, uh, sneaking suspicion based off of absolutely nothing. Uh, they do not want to ruin. They do not want to injure their trade ship.
0: I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case. I would give him a great investment banker because he's never going to make this kind of money ever again in his life. So he better uh, better figure out how to invest that at what he earned over the last uh, four or five years because this next contract isn't going to be uh, isn't going to be all that great for Tyler Johnson.
1: Well, it would be. I, I'd take his next contract.
0: Oh, I would take. Uh, I would take uh, a G League contract right now. My, uh, I'm not going to scoff at any money. I just meant from him. That
2: poor guys, to <laughs> yeah. be stuck with only eight or ten million a year.
1: Uh, uh, Greg, uh, for for uh, the Tyler Johnson's next contract, if that was awarded to me and I had to give you uh, daily hand jobs, I'd do it.
0: Oh God. And oh, I, w- God. And I would not <laughs> allow you to get that new contract. I'm yeah, going to go throw up now. Now, I'm just, now I'm we have just a man, dirty, angry elf up. on our hands.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Holy uh, oh crap. God, your
2: point is well made.
1: <laughs> Greg, uh, Mikel Bridges.
2: I. Uh, That was a stiff point
1: to make, Tim.
2: Can I get
0: get myself one of those uh, (laughs) men in black mind eraser things? I'd like to erase the last two minutes of the show from my memory. Tim going hard. Oh, God. Can we please stop, Dave, please? Uh, Oh. So I'm on Mikhail Bridges. Is that where we are? Uh, (laughs) I I would give... (laughs) I don't even know what this point. I, Oh god. I would uh I would give Mikhail Bridges the uh <laughs> his three point shot back. That's uh that's what oh, I got man. for you.
2: Do we need to take an intermission?
0: We need a mid in in season tournament right now. I I (laughs) can't even. Holy! Now I need some load. Wait, we can't talk about load management after that. Oh no! We (laughs) did. I got nothing. Oh my god! Stop being
2: so cheesy, Greg. All right. Okay, I love you, Dave. Okay. Um, Yeah. Sorry about that. Sometimes you just get the. Get the, the laughs, um, Mikkel bridges. God damn. What happened to that guy? Uh, he's, he's good sometimes. And then uh, defensively he's really, really good offensively. It looks like he has no clue and he is our new, why did he inherit the Josh Jackson try to posterize gene? Why did Josh hand that off to him as like a little golden ticket when he got traded? Because now it's Mikkel trying to do those posterizing dunks. He's missing every single one of them. But I don't understand
0: it. How, how is he missing them?
2: Because his arms are longer than anybody else. Like he doesn't know how long his <laughs> arms are. So yeah, I think I think um, I would give Mikkel Bridges the ability to dunk the ball.
1: That'd be my. Uh, a, a player that I think we don't talk about nearly enough. Cam Johnson, Dave. Cam Johnson.
2: God, I would just give him one a couple more ounces of athletic ability. He looks a little stiff out there. Uh, But otherwise, I just love that kid. I think he's going to have a really good career and um, he'll be a role player. He'll be basically maybe a better James Jones in his career, maybe a kind of a Kyle Korver type where he's got a he's got a 15 year career making threes at a 45, 40 percent clip and every championship contender wants him. That's the career I think he's going to have. If you if you want him to be a starter and a star um, throughout his career, then a couple more ounces of athleticism.
0: Uh, I would give him a, a hip that actually is a hundred percent in the clear and healthy and uh, never had surgery because I think that's the only thing that could derail this kid's uh, ability to be an elite three-point shooter in this game for a while, and it'd be a shame to see because you know we got we got the opportunity earlier in the year to see how much, uh, this guy can, can shoot. And I'd like to see that in this lineup for a long time. And I am concerned that
1: the injury that the hip may not allow that dude. He's, um, he's shooting 41% from three. Uh, he's been, he started off the season slow, but he, uh, he's the first team, all rookie for sure.
2: I love it that I'm starting to see when he catches the ball off of a, and on the weak side, two different defenders running at him. If he's not fully guarded at the moment, uh, the ball's coming toward him. I love these starting to make
1: defenses panic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Greg uh, Frank Kaminsky. And if you don't say something about him making a goddamn layup, uh, I'm going to banish you from the rest of this.
0: I would give him the ability
1: to
2: make a goddamn layup.
1: Yep. I mean, it's fair. The angry elf demanded I provide. I'm going to give that
2: same present because uh, the dude, if he could just frickin' make those, we'd be better off. I would
0: would actually just give him consistency because I feel like he either, it's all or nothing with him. He either has a really good game or he totally craps the bed and does nothing for your team. And I would just love consistency. Give me average across the board, and I'd feel much better about Frank Kaminsky rather than this up-and-down bizarre, we-have-no-clue-what. I would actually just give him consistency because I feel like he either it's all or nothing with him. He either has a really good game or he totally craps the bed and does nothing for your team. And I would just love consistency. Give me average across the board. And I'd feel much better about Frank Kaminsky rather than this up and down bizarre. We have no clue what you can expect from him.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. The guy um, went through one, two, three, four, 20 point games out of six. Overall, but his two non-twenty-point games, he had four points and six points. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Uh, <clears throat> and uh, then you know, overall, and then just um, on Friday night against OKC, he was just awful and missed just about everything he took, including layups, and only scored three points. So yes, I would get. Yeah. I think Greg's got it. Greg's giving him consistency, and I'm giving him the ability to make a layup. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, look.
0: You look at it. He's he's this weird combination of Channing Frye and Dragan Bender, and then, like you either get what you either get Channing one night and Dragan the next. It, it, it makes no sense. His, his
1: name is Channing Bender.
0: Yeah. Channing See, a lot Bender. a lot
1: of guys get it going by making a couple of layups, but uh, but the problem is he he can't he can't make a layup, so he can't get it going on those nights when he's only scoring three points. Maybe,
0: maybe he needs to do what McHale does and try to dunk it rather than lay it up. He misses those
1: too, man. Well, I'd uh, rather miss dunk than a miss layup. I don't know. We had enough of those with Josh Jackson, um, Dario, Dario Saric, Dave, Dario
2: Saric. Um, you know, like I already talked about this earlier. I think he's great. I think he, uh, um, has played really, really well. What I would give him is just a little bit more resolve not to fall into the "I got to get my stats for a trade" kind of thing. I, there's the Suns are in real danger right now, as we talk about it the weekend before Christmas, uh, of all falling apart and looking for the trade deadline because Dario's on his last year of his contract. He's he and 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 other and a couple of other guys on the team um, might actually start thinking about their next team if if the Suns don't watch it. Uh, so, I would give Dario just a little bit more patience. I would give
0: Dario a son's uniform lineup that's all black because he looks like uh, he should be leading an emu, but emo band. Emu. It's a very different band. An emo band <laughs> yeah. with that haircut. Emu, yeah. Emu's
2: <laughs> moved too fast for him, <laughs> he wouldn't be able to catch up.
1: Um, Greg, Aaron Baines. I would I would just gift him
0: with uh, unlimited fouls, because if he, <laughs> if he didn't have to worry about fouling out, he would be he would be pretty damn amazing. So, God, and I'd let him will. I'd let him I'd also gift him with one chance to kick Nate Duncan in the nuts uh, on uh, with, <laughs> uh, as well. So,
2: yeah, um, Aaron Baines I would uh, I like the unlimited fouls gift. I think that's great. the, the free pass. The free pass on fouls. Make it like because he, when he, plays. he can,
1: What'd you say? Make it like summer league when he plays.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm just going to go with that. I can't think of a better gift for him. I think that's perfect. You're welcome. All
1: right, uh, Dave. Ricky Rubio. Uh, ravishing Ricky. Uh,
2: ravishing Ricky.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, I would give. Let's see. What would I give Ricky? I would give Ricky a little bit more consistency on his jumper. He was nine for 11 on Friday night uh, from the field. I think it was and uh, made both of his three pointers. Uh, But then he went through a stretch that was just awful. I think, Tim, you were putting the numbers up there on our show sheet. Uh, Ricky went through a really bad stretch of shooting threes like a lot of the team. And that has that has hurt, obviously. Um, But, you know, that's that's just a minor thing. Ricky's done everything it takes to win games. Uh, He made a couple of bad decisions or one bad decision at the end of the San Antonio game of losing focus. Actually, it wasn't really a decision. It was a a lack of decisiveness, Um, but he's been, he's been incredible. So I'd just give him a little bit more luck on his jumper.
0: I would give him a consistent starting lineup around him. I mean, I imagine, Uh, And even he's been out at times. But imagine if he's played with these other four guys uh, uh, on a consistent basis. I think you wind up having a chemistry that develops, and we've seen what he's able to do uh, in terms of passing and understanding where guys are. I, I think he'd look even more dynamic if there was more consistency in that starting lineup. So I gift him that.
1: So when I took my girlfriend to see the Suns um, in Orlando, we were watching the game, and Ooh. she said that uh, Kelly Oubre is the uh, uh, boy band version of a basketball player. Uh, so, Greg, what would you give to Kelly Oubre?
0: Oh, my instinct is a lot of things. I would get Suns Twitter yelling at me. So, uh I, I'd get him better Valley Boy designs. I think. Oh I, my I, God! I, Jesus. <laughs> Christ, Christ. We'll go back. will go gorgeous. back to that. Uh, no, I think. I think I would just give him uh, consistency on the court. Like like we were talking about early earlier. If if he didn't have those mental lapses uh, at times, he would be a truly. Special player and one that you might be able to look at as a star. So I think if we're being serious, I'd give him that. If we're not, yeah, definitely better Valley Boys merch.
2: I would give him some dad clothes, you know, data forms for the weekends and stuff. So he's he's looking a little bit too pretty lately. So give him some uh, some cargo shorts and T-shirts
1: like some uh, like a Tim Duncan pair of jeans.
2: Yes. Something. I give him Tim Duncan energy. That's well, right. Well, remember the when Tim
1: Duncan, remember that? there was, there was a picture of Tim Duncan, uh, shopping in old Navy, uh, like the year that he won the, the last championship. <laughs> like, that was when he was shopping
0: for his fancy clothes too.
1: So. <laughs> yeah,
2: those were step up. That's Where right.
1: Uh, Dave, I think this one will be fun. Uh, Deandre Ayton. <laughs> um,
2: I would give Deandre Aiden, um, Let's see. i would give De- DeAndre Aiden more of a, an offensive design where he's got to be at the rim and in the paint before he catches the ball. That's what I would give him. Less opportunity to make his own decisions and just shoot from mid range.
0: I would give him the ability to have been picked number two overall by the Suns because that Ooh. would change everything.
1: And honestly, it probably would. Did you guys know that DeAndre Aiden through a whopping two games this season um, is averaging five offensive rebounds a game? I, yeah yes i can do He's the math by good.
0: adding those two games together and dividing it Yeah you know, by two I got no, it.
1: seriously i mean that is like there, there was a point during uh during the game against the okc where i think no it wasn't okc was it the, it was against the clippers, clippers. where deandre oh. Ayton had a uh, more offensive rebounds than the entire clippers team combined I, I, yeah
0: early in that third quarter that's but, right but he sucks so let's move on to the next gift Good. Uh, so, a guy that definitely doesn't suck, uh, Devin Booker, Greg. I would give him Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Because I am. I was talking with our friend. Oh. I was talking with our friend Rhett Reese uh, last Shh. evening, friend of the show, and uh, and he's like, I don't understand exactly where this team is headed. I, I can't quite see it. And somehow, eventually, through, uh, th- through our chat, we got to maybe we should just give Devin Booker what he really wants and give him those two guys uh, because it, it may be the, the closest path to winning that this team may have. So maybe I'd gift him those guys.
2: You know, just because fans think it'd be fun to see buddies playing together, doesn't mean they would be a good basketball team. I don't think those three would make, uh, would play enough defense to be a successful basketball team. And you have to spend your entire career as the GM trying to get uh, minimum wage guys to to play around them. Yeah. P.J. Tucker's well. P.J. Before he became P.J. It right. grows into P.J. Tucker because you, you can't even, you couldn't even afford today's P.J. Tucker um, after paying those three guys. So that would be, that'd be tough. What I would give Devin Booker is a, is a clean bill of health. I'd love to, to stay healthy for longer.
1: I would give Devin Booker some uh, healthy teammates to play with consistently. I'd give him. Uh, a, yeah.
0: I, I'd give him the ability to <laughs> avoid uh, Jenners and uh, Kardashians as well. I think that would.
2: So, add. did you guys know that? Speaking of um, health, uh, did you guys know that Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, out of a hundred and ten possible games to have been able to play together, they've only been on the court together for fifty-seven of them.
0: Yeah, but pull the plug on this whole experiment already, please. <laughs> uh, Greg James Jones. Oh, what would I give James Jones? Uh, I don't know. I would. I, I would give him the ability to call up his buddy LeBron and get him to play one season for him as a as a GM, so he can win a ring the way he did as a player, riding LeBron's coattails. So.
2: I would give James Jones the, um, the, the satisfaction that DeAndre Ayton turned into a superstar.
1: Yes. Wouldn't that
2: be
0: giving Ryan McDonough a gift?
1: Yeah, it was Ryan that picked up.
2: I'm not giving any gifts to Ryan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave, Monty Williams.
2: Monty Williams, I would give Monty Williams um, more health on his roster as well. And I would give him a little bit more time too to have passed. So his, so that his, his consistent messages can be um, more and more ingrained in the team. I think he's getting, they're definitely getting punched right now in the mouth. And um, what happens is your confidence waivers as, as Tim said earlier, when you're playing basketball, if you fully believe you're going to win, you play better than if you don't. And I think these guys need more and more proof that they can win games. Um, So I'd I'd give him a little bit more um, history in his back pocket, but I think Monty's great. And I don't, I don't know that there's anything um, tactically that I would change on what he's done so far.
0: I would give Monty uh, a motivational speaking tour because I want that guy to come to my office and get me ready for a, for a day, because I believe in what he's doing. I think he will, uh, Uh, get get these guys to play with heart again uh and and get them to believe in themselves Uh, i think they've got a special coach there with the with the Suns, and uh so i i'd love to i'd love to experience
1: what it's like to have a guy like that coach me up uh and last but not least robert sarper greg
0: I would give him a smartphone so he can read everything on social media that everybody says about him. And, and maybe, maybe much like having the the ghost of Christmas past, present and future visit you, uh, it would rattle something in him to, to realize it, it's time for a true, true change.
2: Um, <clears throat> what would I give Robert Sarver that I could put on air that I won't be called out for later? Um, I like the smartphone idea. I would also give him, um, hmm. yeah, that's a good question. Cause he already got himself a good GM and a coach, um, and a new arena. Players. And a practice. And, uh, yeah, he's already, he's gotten everything he really wants. So, um, I'd give him a gift card to target.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Robert, Robert Sarver, uh, I'm trying Lightly here sometimes doesn't get enough credit for things that he does that are not reported.
0: I agree. I think true. that is very true. He is a, a, a generous human being. I saw it firsthand. Uh, he would do a lot of things for the community that he does not get credit for, and he doesn't necessarily ask for credit for. So as much as you can dislike some of the ways he's run a basketball team, I, I do not dislike Robert Sarver, the man, in those ways. He does. He has done a lot for, for people. Uh, so I, I, I totally agree on that front, Tim.
1: Uh, and sometimes possibly even asks um, not to be.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, yeah
1: I've experienced that myself. <laughs> uh, there there yeah. is a, uh, a a phrase that I like that uh, we were talking about beforehand, but I think that it is okay to give and it is okay to volunteer and to be a good human being without uh, taking a selfie while you're doing it. Yep. Uh, so shout out to All Robert right. Sharper for that. Okay. Closing out the show, ESPO. Oh, let's fire up
0: the donkey award. All right, this week, we could always give it to our friends over at the Valley of the Suns, but this one actually doesn't go to them. It was based off of something somebody said to their tweet. Originally, Valley of the Suns tweeted, DeAndre Ayton has been ruled out for tomorrow already. Glad to have the big guy back. Face slap. So one of their loyal readers, Norman Desmond, uh, says... Those stories local media wrote about how much work Aiton was putting in during his suspension are getting more and more laughable. This is the irony. What in the world? It doesn't matter how much he worked out during... The, the suspension or the offseason—that's not going to prevent an ankle getting turned by stepping on somebody. That is the most asinine take, and and, and kind of encapsulates the DeAndre Ayton mentality for by fans. So that congratulations, Mr. Desmond, you're winning this week's Donkey Award. Wait, what? Did you pass out there? <laughs> did our elf <laughs> fall off his
2: shelf <laughs> I
1: got distracted by something in the group chat
2: yeah no so the, the greg gave out the donkey award good job greg huh? <laughs> <laughs> dave i'd like to say thank you for most of your bright
0: side readers uh, being smarter than that so most most. Yeah. I Let's can't not give say. everybody all. a pass. That's I what. have read Br- Brightside before, so I don't qualify as as one of those smart people. But you know, <laughs> some I, are, I, some are.
2: I,
1: I, <laughs> I live by the saying, "Don't don't read the comments." Yeah.
0: Oh, you kidding? That's where I go <laughs> first. Oh
1: God, no. <laughs> I was uh, the comments too. Uh, I know, I know. It's just uh, it's it's you, you must have thicker skin than I do. Uh, might be part of it. So before we get out God, of here, um, Dave, what are you doing for Christmas?
2: What am I doing for Christmas? I'm trying to get more people to donate to Brightside Night. Um Brightside Night is coming on January seventh. I'm gonna spend at least eight minutes talking about this. Um Brightside Night's coming on yeah. January seventh uh, against the Kings. We're still selling tickets, um, getting ticket don't tickets donated to kids uh through the end of this month. And now the Suns have up the ante now that we have filled up the room for the pregame James Jones interview. We've replaced that incentive with something at a, with a slightly lower bar. If you just donate five tickets uh, worth of your own money, uh, $45, then you'll get 10 kids sent to the game because the Suns are still matching. They decide to continue matching um, our donations, and you get into a raffle for a authentic Suns jersey of am a player I, of your choice, one of those three of your choice.
0: Am I eligible for the jersey? Did
2: you donate?
0: Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying donations donations only started December
2: seventeenth going forward. Um, So if you donate five tickets on December seventeenth or later, you are in the raffle and you're eligible. Sweet. All right, Uh, Tim. To answer your question, uh, what will
0: I be doing for the holiday? I will be trying to jam a bar of soap through my ear to get it to my brain to scrub what you said earlier out of it. So that's uh, that's what I plan on using Uh, my holiday time for.
2: And you know what? If that contract comes through, you're going to need the bar soap somewhere else. Oh, I will, I,
0: I I will be changing <laughs> my name and moving far, far away. Yeah, Tim will not find me. So. Well, you know, I
1: mean, to be fair, we're talking ten million dollars.
0: You'd son. have to give me twenty. <laughs> you'd have to give me twenty million dollars
1: to even consider letting you fulfill your ten million dollar contract. See, see, here's so. the, that's, that's my favorite thing. Every single person on the planet is a whore. They all just have different price points. <laughs>
2: Greg, just take a load off. Hey. (laughs) And with
0: that, we're going to leave. If you'd like a sun shirt, head to sunshirts.com. Uh, there will be no references to what Tim's talked about today, but we might have a, a Tim Tompkins Elf on a Shelf shirt. Maybe we can make yeah, that happen. Uh,
1: uh, by the way, uh, somebody in the group chat is saying, "Where can they donate to send a child, uh, an underprivileged child?" Ah, uh, yes, I say. didn't
2: even give the, the link. Thank you very much, folks. Look in the show notes on the YouTube site. Look on all over Bright Side of the Sun, uh, or excuse me, yeah, and He forgot his own website. Find the link. No, no, no. and then the actual direct link. <clears throat> is suns.com slash Brightside. So there's lots of different places. You can search Twitter for it. You can search an app for it, and you can search sun.com but the direct link is suns.com slash brightside.
0: Hey, guys, it's espo back to remind you that there are many ways that you can support this show uh you can start by following us on twitter you know following us at sun solar panel leave a five-star review that's right five-star review you probably remember when i used to do that we might even read it on the show you can click the link in the bio and leave us a voicemail and and support the show that way or you can go to sunshirts.com buy a shirt or you know what there is another way there's I told you there's so many ways to support this show and keep Dave uh, uh, with getting his Geritol, get Tim to get his glasses keep me feeding my daughter however you want to look at it you can help uh, help the show out you can donate uh, as well if you click the link in the show notes you can donate one five ten dollars. Uh, to the show, and it is greatly appreciated as it helps us keep doing this. This is a passion project for Dave, Tim, and I. We all... uh do other things, but we love connecting with you, the Suns fans, twice a week. So support us. Sunshirts.com You can donate, follow us, leave a five-star review, however you want to do it. We appreciate you. And you know what? If you donate 10 bucks, Tim's going to send you some Suns solar panel swag. I don't know where he's getting it. It's probably some shady place that that he knows about out there in Florida, but it's cool stuff, so uh, donate. Thanks again. Uh, Greg uh, here, and Tim and Dave also appreciate you. It's Suns Solar panel, you can support us sunshirts.com or leave a donation.